What's up, everybody? It is Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 50 to be exact. Today, we're going to see the Carolina Dabbers against the Denver Pony Horses in a Super Bowl that I give not two shits about because the Saints aren't in it. And it makes me very sad, but oh well. I'm still going to watch it. My wife has prepared copious amounts of treats for us to dine on as we imbibe in all the new Super Bowl commercials. Because honestly, since Saints ain't in the goddamn Super Bowl, that's all I'm really looking forward to is the commercials. And as always, I got a podcast lined up for you today. Today, um, I got some new, well not today I got it, but yesterday I got some new equipment that I ordered for the show. Because I want the audios and all kinds of things to be nice for everybody that's listening. And for those of you who are listening, thank you very much for doing so. Constantly trying to keep this thing going. I'm committed to trying to do at least one episode a week. And um, I got so much that I want to do, so many people I want to try to reach out to and talk to. Um, so yesterday it was just kind of a, a little round table or whatever. I got a couple of... Um, my buddies in there, Mr. Todd Humphrey, which is uh, my mentor in my small foyer into the wrestling world, and uh, Mr. Damon Buchanan, one of the trainers that's trying to get me up to speed and everything and showing me the ropes and whatnot. We were just pretty much setting the equipment up, trying to figure out how everything worked. It was fun just to sit around. We, obviously, us three are wrestling fans, and that's kind of what we sat around and talked about, some wrestling. Just different life experiences and everything that we might have had. And I know, I just said, I bought new audio equipment, so the sound should be crisp and better and all kind of things like that, right? But hey, there's such thing called operator error. Um, what you're going to hear is while we um just sitting around bullshitting and everything, uh, Damon's mic was off. So it sounded like he was way in the back of the room talking to everybody. And we didn't realize this until after um, I stopped recording and did the playback and everything. But, um, yeah. And also, at the end of this uh, podcast, I got like a little bonus uh, tidbit that I'm going to throw in there on the end piece or whatever. It's a couple minutes long. We kind of get into a little rant while we're setting up the gear talking about Star Wars the new Star Wars movie and just Star Wars in general. And I thought it was pretty funny, you know, and I didn't want to just leave it out. So I just threw it in on the end piece so y'all can listen to it. But enough of me rambling. Ha ha. Name of the show, kind of. And uh, we'll get into that podcast with uh, Todd Humphrey and Damon Buchanan. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have, they say, I don't know how long Steven Jackson is going to be out. Yeah, and hopefully he never comes back. No, so. hopefully he comes back. He does a switch and goes heel. That, that's I'm never going to happen. Cena ain't never, ever, 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 ever going heel. Again. Yeah, again. Again. I said, you just going to have to go into your WWE network or YouTube See, archive and look at the old stuff. That's what's so bad about it, though. He's getting booed. He's yeah. getting booed. Yes, but what I've noticed. See, but what I noticed about him, what I noticed about him recently, though, is it's, it's much of the same. Mm-hmm. You come out, boo, yeah, 
whatever. But by the time he done finished with his promo or he done finished with his match, everybody cheering for him. I guess. That's true. I'm just tired of this. And then, you know, I don't blame McMahon for using him like that because he's making money. Exactly. And it's, you can't blame him for it. And then at the same time, yeah, you're going to get booze and yeah, you're going to get the let's go see the scene of sucks chance. But you know why though? Because it's, it's fucking cool to do. Yeah. That's the only reason. I'm, yeah. Because that's the only reason they do it. Of, it's just like. You it's, see some of these people that can't seem to suck. Yeah, it's on. They're that with his damn t-shirt yeah. on. It's, it's on well, par with the, the woo or the yes chant or something like that. It's something that you do when you go to a wrestling show. Yeah. You automatically know when you see John Cena, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. <laughs> yeah. Odd, oddly enough, when uh, WWE was in Raw at one time, Bob and I sat over in the. We were in the bleachers and we were cheering William Regal. I love William Regal. I love William Regal. Of course, he was extremely healed then, and then we were cheering to the point to where he was getting pretty pissed off about being cheered because he was looking over at us, glaring at us. Like, that was the second time. That yeah, it was the second time. I didn't go. To, I didn't go the second time. Bob and I were over there just cheering our asses off because he was the best one on the card. You know, he was. I love Regal, man. We went, uh, Bob and I went to the first time, the first one they were here. We had ringside seats for that one. But I had actually got there earlier in the day. I'd seen a truck just pulled in. They were starting to set the ring up. Mm-hmm. And I went up. Oh, said, you got to be in help set the ring up. Hey, that sure, sounds familiar. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can get you a general advent ticket. I was like, I don't need a ticket. I've already got a ticket. I just want to I said, no. you know, be in there see what's going on. No, no, you. that's me. I said, no, you should have been like, uh, yes, I would like tickets better than the ones I got, motherfucker. <laughs> I had ringside so I Oh, well, all right. Well, shit, put, put me in the corner. You make you a t- <laughs> yeah. towel boy or something like yeah. that. Put me over there with the ring announcer, man. I'll be the guest timekeeper. They were about halfway through setting the ring up. And I looked at it. It set up real, almost identical to our ring, our first ring we had. Right. And I said something as uh, one of the referees was, Charge to set the ring up. Yeah. Charge to get the volunteer set the ring up. Yeah. And I looked at him and said, well, hell, this one sets up like ours does. And he looked at me like, see, yeah, I work for the NWA Missouri. You know how to set a ring up? I'm like, yeah. You're fucking right up. You keep an eye on this. I got to go check out <laughs> All right, here. Uh, Take uh, this. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he took off and. He probably had a freaking hooker over there or something. Like that. Yeah. And I. Got to meet some guys like RVD. Yeah. Was he they high? His ass like everybody six, say. They missed him at what, six one or six foot yeah. tall? Five nine, five ten tops. Right. About six one, and he was about there. <laughs> you know, this, and that's the thing. I met Jerry Lawler in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I didn't really meet him because he didn't stop to give me the time of day. But uh, that Fuck dude, you, Jerry. They, exactly. That dude is <laughs> really short. That dude's like, you know, five six. I mean, he looks short. Just five, look at his build. Uh, it's all y'all there. stacked right here. He, he didn't work the match that night, but he was there. That's he's made there on me. Yeah, little guys, man. Um, under, that night, Undertaker was supposed to work the big show. Big show didn't make it for some reason. Yeah, I remember that. So um, it was Bradshaw. Bradshaw, yeah. Bradshaw stepped up. The, the old Bradshaw with the long hair and stuff. Yeah, Bradshaw. Yeah, the cool one. And uh, Undertaker came out. He was about three sheets to the wind. 
Yeah, he, he was. He runs the hill thing. Yeah, yeah. He goes hanging around there. And, you know, everyone stood up. Everyone ringside stood up. And Bob stood up. And make sure he stood up straight. He's under the He's walking by, staring down, looking down on everyone because his height. And he got yeah. out and he stopped at Bob. And where his head was, was looking at Bob's chest. You know, from his angle, the angle of his head. Oh, God. Yeah. And he looked up, jumped back, <laughs> got back up and just ringed, circled, finished his way around. We just laughed. We went back to the laughing our asses. I remember that because Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton worked that night and they were jobbers because they, they hadn't. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Orton worked um, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when Christian was doing the crybaby. Yeah, yeah. That was. But uh, Lesnar worked Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect took the wickedest bump over the top rope. But, uh, but he was good at I've it. I've got pictures here from <laughs> the show somewhere. Yeah. And uh, one of them during that match, I was sitting there with my, they were outside the race, I was sitting there with my camera, trying to get a good picture on it. Perfect saw me, brought Lesnar over and bounced his head off the ground right in front of me. And I got pictures, this is his head crushed. And he put, he made contact with the ref. See? Lesnar did. And that's what you see with um, Brock Lesnar. Like, whenever you do come out and you take a move from somebody, that motherfucker take a move. Because mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Seth Rollins was still doing the curb stomp. Um, I think it was um, the build-up for the Royal Rumble match, the triple threat with him and uh, Cena and Brock. He curb stomped Brock Lesnar in the middle of the ring. And Brock Lesnar, he didn't put his hands out in front and, you know, kind of shield it. He put his head down. And he hit it with his fucking shoulders. I was like, God mm-hmm. dang. Well, that's the way you do it. And then he got it. And when he got up, he had, like, rug burn right here. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is the guy that was UFC world champion with diverticulitis. Come on. Yes. How do you do this? Yep. He, he's not human. <laughs> no. So he loses when he wants to lose. Exactly. A lot like Ed Stringer Lewis did. Well, it's like, uh, shit. It went, it went yes, out of the pocket, ran away. You better go catch that moment. Happens, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yes, it does. He, well, he's got to his concussions is out. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. That's just... <laughs> yeah, we did. That, dude, those are some suck-ass matches. Hey, you got hurt in that one, didn't you? No, I hurt hey, Eric. Hey, you hurt Eric. You got Eric. Well, no, because it was up at the show in uh, St. Clair at the uh, American or the Knights of Columbus Hall in St. Clair. Where I heard him because, you know, Greg had been in there taking the heat. It was supposed to be a hot tag. Yeah. Oh, he tagged me. I come in. I nailed Yukon Eric. I go after other dipshit, Adrian Steele. And he bailed down off the ring. He he punked out of the hot tag. The match was supposed to end on that hot tag. Well... So I grabbed Eric, I went over, picked him up, shot him off the ropes and called for a big boot. He fucking ate that shoe. I mean, it almost knocked me on my ass. It's hard. He came in that hard and just ate yeah, the bottom of my shoe. He just pushed you back, right? Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I went down, you okay? Yeah, and he had blood. <laughs> just like, yeah. I'm like, damn. He goes, when we back he says, dude, why'd you take it so hard? He goes, because fucking Adrian, he bailed out, so I had to make it look good. Then I got, um, did y'all watch the Royal Rumble? I didn't see it. I'm, did I watch it? Yeah. Hello. Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> that, it all that, was directed to me, probably. Yeah. But that um, Braun Strowman. 
Him and Brock Lesnar when they got into it. Did you see how he was kind of like shrugging that shit off and Brock kind of had to like put him down? Yeah, that, he, was, he was no selling Brock. Yeah, because like, you know, because. That's the one guy I wouldn't no sell. See, but that's, and that's the thing too. I mean, it would kind of make sense for Braun to kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of so sell much, on the run so, or whatever. Because he's like, he's, he's so taller than Brock huge. and he's kind of, he's, he's huge. He makes a big but, show look. Yeah, he really? make, Well, the big show now, because he's, since he's gotten older, he's lost all that size through his chest and yeah. shoulders. Strum is just so thick through the chest and shoulders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked he look like what Big Show used to be. Oh, no. Yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's just an inch or two shorter. Yeah. If that. Yeah. But now um, Brock was welling into him or whatever, and he was just kind of like, he was taking it, but he wouldn't, you know. He wasn't even selling on the run good. But Brock came back one time and just, yeah, and just no. made, him, made him go down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta do it sometimes. It just made him go down. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then it's, and it's weird now because you know the little bit of training that I've done and everything, I noticed some of this stuff now. So I'm sitting there with my wife, and I'm like, "God dang!" And she's like, "What?" I was like, "You just you just don't, don't understand. you don't understand." Well, you know that's the thing. You know, I thought once I started in wrestling that I would I wouldn't like it like I used to, but I do. But I like it different now. It's it's, yeah. it's I can see things now that I couldn't see before, and I and I can appreciate matches that I didn't appreciate before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it's just you know it's the coolest thing. But yeah, you know Carl tell has told me this story a couple times because Carl is very old and he knows gorgeous new gorgeous George, and he said gorgeous George nicest guy you ever meet. He said he called him a cotton baller, and Carl tells me this. I want to ask Bobby Eaton this next time I see him. <clears throat> these guys used to wet cotton balls, stick them up on the wall, yeah. practice pulling their punches on them. And uh, anyway, he said he would come into the corner and get you in the midsection so light you wouldn't be able to fill it. And he said, uh, he said if you no sold it, he said, or if you didn't sell it to his liking, he would just tell you, hey, the next one's gonna be real, baby. And he said he'd freaking lay you out. Shit. I was like, oh shit. And I, and I can understand that because I mean, your performance is based on whoever you're in the ring with. I mean, oh if- yeah. You got to make each other look good. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's it's a. It's a I worked a match with uh, Marcus Mansfield one time, and that I mean that was a pathetic match. But anyways, uh, he was behind me, wailing on me, talking about light punches. I couldn't tell when he was making contact. Golly. It's supposed to be hitting me across the shoulder. And you get those. I've told you. Mm-hmm. You lay it in. Yeah. He. So what I was having to do. I was listening for his stomp, so I knew he was hitting me, so then I would sell with the stomp. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, because, I mean, you want to make it look good. Well, me personally, I can I can speak for me. I want to make it look good, but at the same time, I ain't trying to hurt the dude. Because exactly. I know goddamn well I wouldn't want that to happen to me. No, exactly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, good. Yeah, it's got to give and get the same way. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, how had that punch from Bobby Eaton look that I took? Hey, it looked good. Yeah. yeah I didn't get to see it. I didn't, we were... I didn't even feel it. Did not even feel it. Is he? See, I'm not a puncher, so. And that's so the mark of a good able, worker. I was able to watch it come in, mm-hmm. and I knew when he hit me, and I went down. So I didn't even feel it. Like, holy yep. smokes. Mm-hmm. I told Bob, I said, I don't know if I want to do that or not, because I'm afraid to knock my freaking dick stiff, you know. <laughs> but being an old school worker and stuff, I thought, I don't know. He said, no. He said, you won't. He'll be so light, you won't even feel it. And he was yeah. absolutely right. Because, like, um, I went back and. Um, I forgot. I don't know if it was on the Stone Cold Steve Austin show or it was a documentary or whatever. But uh, Shawn Michaels was talking about when uh, Tyson came 
to that one WrestleMania or whatever pay-per-view that was. Yeah. And when he knocked him out at the end, he's like, he didn't even make contact. You know, and, it, and just looking at it, I said, it looked good and as hell. Tyson didn't make contact? No, he didn't make contact at all. And that's something. You'd think being a boxer, you'd have a hard time with that. Yeah, Ken, little Ken had a hard time with that. Oh, shit. All those sparks had a hard time with that. Mercer had a hard time with it. Chris Lowe had a hard time with it. Yeah, they just... Chris Lowe knocked, he knocked my ass out that uh, Salem, that one Salem show. Yeah. I, I was out, came out start to start the show, and I was running my mouth because I was healed down there. And, of course, they had our redneck contingent come out, and Chris Lowe got up in there. This motherfucker could bench 500 pounds. Oh, yeah, he was huge. I mean, watching him warm up to work out, 50-pound dumbbell on each hand. That's crazy. And the thing is, about, he, I didn't kid now, I thought. He's yeah. popping about like that just to warm up. And he, and he wasn't anything like he, these bodybuilder types either. He was he was a strong power man. lifter. Yeah. Type. He had that power lifter build on Yeah. And he thought he could put his hand on your forehead, hit his hit his hand as hard as he wanted, and it wouldn't bother. Yeah, me. but he did that to me. Just thank God I wasn't that far from the corner. Yeah, because he, I remember, you know, leaning in for a punch, boom. Next thing I know, I'm hanging in the corner, and it's like a cartoon. I mean, when he hit me, like, boom, boom. <laughs> and he's over there. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I was riffing, he suplexed me one time, and uh, he grabbed me. And you know, when you when you get suplexed, you got to brace yourself and you know, sit. Yeah, yeah. He said, "No, no, no, no. I got you. I got you. I got you." I did it anyway. Yeah. And by doing that, he slung Pew. me so hard that I, I didn't land with my feet down because my legs whipped out so so hard that I landed just stiff as a board. It was, it was the wildest thing. I was like, "Oh my god!" That's crazy. He just threw me so fast. The thing is, you ever play softball with him, Damon? No. Most that's the funniest thing I've ever seen because this big, freaking you know, strongman competition guy comes up to the plate with this bat in his hand, and everybody backs off and stuff. About the time the pitch gets in there, he drops that freaking shoulder and he just goes straight up. <laughs> I mean, he hits the ball, hit the ball straight up every time. I'm like, golly, will you quit dropping that freaking elbow? He would, he would just drop it. I mean, he would just swing as hard as he could to it, straight up. I'd, and the freaking catcher would just kind of sit there and camp underneath it and catch the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, he could get a hold of one and freaking take it out. Take it away, huh? You'd think that this big dude coming up there, the bat looked so small in his hands anyway. <laughs> Funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. It's kind of <laughs> shitty why he had to quit, but... Yeah. That is kind of shitty the way they all quit. Well, no, he had to quit because of the ex-wife. Oh, yeah, because the ex-wife, yeah. Because his ex-wife, he would bring on week, if he had his girls on weekend we had a show, he'd bring his little girls. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. There's yeah. always yeah. someone there to watch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they were sitting there un- un- untended. Yeah. But his wife used them against him to try to manipulate him. Told him if he ever brought the girls to another show again, she was going to make sure, damn sure he never saw them. Yeah, she and she, and that's why exes are exes. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's why they can't keep men, I guess. But that's, that's well, my my ex kept me from doing a hell of a lot of stuff. I know she did. They were Bob wanted me to go to that NWA 50th anniversary show. Oh, that, yeah. To and couldn't go. Well, and people like there that. Were, there were other times where he was going to be seen by the big people. Wanted me to come along with it. Mm-hmm. That she put the kibosh on it so I could 
So, yeah, and people like that make you just not want to do it. Yeah. They make you not want to even mess with it. And uh, what's so, and I, the thing with this, I never saw her at the shows ever. She never came to the show. She would never come to a show. Except Don, Johnny on the spot. Every time. She's right there. And Selling she merch. It. Yeah, you know, that's what you're supposed to I mean, Colleen's always been that way. You know, she's always come to the shows. Even whenever she wasn't doing music before, you know, when mm-hmm. I was just repping, she'd come to the shows because she knew that I loved it so much. And and because I loved it, she loves it. Yeah, and the same she's, thing with my old lady. She probably watched it way back in the day when she was younger, you know, because she got uh, older brothers. But since I watched it, she all into it. And she got her favorites. Yeah. And I shame her um, for it all the time. But <laughs> you know. probably John Cena. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. She like Roman Reigns and um, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I don't like Roman Reigns. So I, I also yeah. saw some old videos on YouTube. It was uh Even John the ba- Mox is a uh, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley yeah, trial that- for a TNA yeah. The TNA tryout. Man, that dude is crazy. Like, they call him the lunatic fringe, but on WWE TV, I mean, he's tamed in comparison to oh, what shit. he used to I've do. I've seen some of that stuff. No, he took, a, saw blade. Yes, yeah, he took saw a sawzall blade. across the forehead, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, it could have been, been, been a blade with no teeth in it, but still. Why would you? It's a power tool. Why yes. <laughs> it's power in the title. No, no, I watch some of these backyard ending shows. Them. Some of that, the stuff they do, the light bulbs and the, oh yeah, yeah that's, that's just crazy. freaking stupid. I mean, that's that's it. Well, I watched one. This guy went through the light bulb, and the only I picked up an end. Yeah, the the, the broken piece. In his forehead. Oh yeah. my god, that's. Remember the other one is that I seen a cut over in Japan. Yeah, the barbed wire death matches or whatever. Yeah. They'd be and taking, um, what is the, it, like the, the little... wad of, like, incense sticks? Yeah, the little incense sticks, and they'd be jabbing them in the they, freaking they forehead. They'd put it on, just their chin on their head, and hold the other end of it together tight, and just keep... Until they let go, and they'd be standing there, and st- water was stuck in this guy's oh head. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, um... Oh, fuck no. No, no. <laughs> and then they got this uh, other indie guy. He's been around for a while. I think his name uh Necro Butcher or something junk like that. Something like that. Yeah, he'd be taking staples to his forehead. Yeah, I've seen And his guy. back and his, oh, man, that junk is crazy. The most, the most extreme before, like, you know, YouTube and the internet and all that stuff, but the most extreme I saw was whenever they throw the thumbtacks down in the ring. Oh, yeah. That's and stuff like that. And I always thought, body like, why? And then I... Then internet come around and I'm looking at all this like the daggone punji sticks in the head and the goddamn gong well, the glass. That's the thing. When we started, we were just a step above. We're just a little bit above a backyard. <laughs> we were. We were. I mean, we had them freaking lumberjack strap matches and. I was the first one in a lumberjack strap match. <laughs> that was the only match she got upset over because came home. I, I cheated. I double surgery. Yeah. Well, because I was wrestling that GI, what's his name? GI Low. GI Low, and he yeah. came in in full BBU. Yeah. So I know he, so I cheated. Yeah, that was shit was born, thick, yeah. I had two shirts on, but I still had strap marks across my back. God, the referee wasn't even safe. I got strapped. <laughs> and she got mad about me doing it. You know how the referee's supposed to stay, you know, around the ropes and away yeah, from yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in that match. I stayed in the freaking middle of the ring or in that match. they were taking swipes at him. They were and freaking Ken Sparks, he had a damn strap that freaking thick. It was thick. I know, I felt that son of a bitch. It was almost like a razor strap. In fact, 
they had this bag of straps. He didn't take any of that. He took his with him. Yeah, so brought his have own it. one. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That man sucked. I mean, this. Oh my god. I don't know how we even survived it all. I really don't. Well, along went all the hardcore, the hardcore battle royals at the end. Oh yeah. Now that one was cool. We had this old telephone in that one. You remember that one with the old telephone? That was that was kind of a cool shot. Because they, they went through there and loosened all this telephone up and somebody hit somebody with it and ding! Oh, and the, oh okay. Freaking thing exploded. That that one was kind of cool. But We totally destroyed that vacuum cleaner that one show. Yeah. Vacuum cleaner. Dave with his ladders. Dave would go out and buy a $45 ladder, step ladder, and just destroy it in the ring. Never destroyed it the way Bob did. Our, That's dedication. Uh, three stages of hell match. No, he and I had there in St. Robert. No, he didn't destroy it that bad. Bob went into that damn thing and broke. Hit it so hard the uh, front legs snapped. <laughs> yeah, he did. They snapped. I was just like, holy shit! No, I can fucking do it, baby. Because we had a couple spots where it got the use of that. Yeah. The first match was a regular pinfall. Second match was a. Uh, was a submission. Third one was last man standing. Ended yeah. on a double count out. Yeah. But uh, we we went what fifty five minutes that night. Yeah, it was a long. It match. was the whole second half was, of the show. It was a long match. Because we had that what six or six or seven guys from Tennessee were supposed to. Uh, NWA Tennessee was supposed to go yeah. up and they no called no show. Yeah. And well, what we found out was one of them actually did call. Yeah. He got called into work. And finally got into where he had sales cell service called us let us know he wasn't gonna be able to make it. I think that was the show that Dingo no call no show too. Yeah. All right. That was, was the St. Robert show. I'm gonna I'm ask you this. All right, now, because I, I know back then they didn't have uh, the advent of the internet and all these cell phones and all like this other stuff. Now. Yeah. So, what could they do now to keep it fresh and interesting? We, you know, because I mean. It's not like how it used to be to where, like, all right, you can cultivate this storyline and all this other stuff and not have it leak out on the Internet or something. Then, you know, people telling people about it ahead of times with the pre-tapes and all kind of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, see, that, that right there is a big problem. And uh, another problem is uh, <clears throat> people don't, if you'll notice, all your good matches come back to the groundwork to, you know, getting rid of all that spot fest shit. Yeah. That stuff ain't worth that stuff ain't worth anything. The only thing it's going to do is shorten somebody's career. You know, it's you know, it's all coming back to the old school style. You what? I've got uh, the other day. I went through videotapes and I found the tape. Mine and Bob's match at the Eagles Club. We were able to throw together. Yeah. That one where I super kicked and walked walked out with the title. Yeah. The only part of that match we had planned was the opening spot and then the end where I got screwed on the pinfall. Which you what? Because he went for a three count, I got my foot on there. Todd was ref; he didn't see it. Yeah. So that, but those are the only two spots we had planned on the whole damn thing. The rest of it is us just going. Yeah. And, and to me, I think what what really hurts it is is the over choreographing of every match. You see these guys, and they come to our shows. I mean, the, the Furies and stuff, and I love Fury, but um, yeah. back they're going every over every last move. And they go over and over and over, and then you can tell when they get in the ring that it's they just going through the motions, you know, instead of working on the fly. But <clears throat> that's what more guys need to a learn the groundwork, keep their fundamentals, which is what I've been telling Blue all these years, and he's finally coming around to it. And b work on the fly, 
get your end, get get a spot in the middle or so, and get your get your openings. Right. Mining rich matches. Yeah, none of, none of that never playing. I know that. I can see. Playing. I can look at that and tell that. <laughs> but it still, it gets stored. It still, the fans still stay into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so you're getting your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a give. Yeah, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. I took over the second half of the match. And just well, the the toughest thing to keep fresh is uh, is trying to to like hit these little surprise storylines and stuff. Yeah. The more surprising you can be, the fresher it's going to be, and people are not going to see things coming. I mean, the last show that we did, I think, was perfect because in the past we've overused Garrett too much, and Garrett has this ability for some reason to come out and hijack every match on the card somehow. He does it. Take away from his guy's Yeah, take away from the guy's mentioned. And that, that show in St. James, I was at the ringside with Rick because we're going we're to do that spot. And uh, I hijacked that match just simply by turning around and saying, shut up. Everybody was on me then. Yeah. So I thought, well, crap, I've just hijacked this one. So the best thing we did was, A, I went out the very opening of that show, three minutes. It's all it was. Three minutes with Bobby Eaton. He knocked me down. I didn't come out until the end. Perfect, perfect. Get didn't overuse Garrett. The rest of the matches on the card were strong. The main was a little weak, but I mean, you know, it didn't look too bad on the on the video. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, people loved it. So that's and uh, people didn't see certain things coming or certain things happening. The Masked Man's been pretty cool, but yeah, no, <laughs> that that dude, freaking uh, Mitch Johnson. I like Mitch. that dude. Yeah, he's cool. I like that dude, man. He calls me every once in a while. He's uh, he's full of ideas. He is. Yeah, he, he, even when so so was that uh, his uh, daggone entrance that that uh, you could tell everybody. <laughs> that Alan Black. Man, I'm, yeah, Alan man. <laughs> so as soon as I heard it, like um, he didn't because he had it um, when y'all did the um, King of the Ring or the um, what, what was uh, it? Lord of the Ring. Lord of the Ring tournament or whatever. And I heard that shit and I was just like, that's my that's my dude. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he always comes out for that because uh, it really pisses people off. I mean, isn't? I got. Decent pops back in the day, but since I've come back, man, I come in that coming out, I'm getting all kinds of. You did it again. What? You turned it off. No, I just. See. Oh my <laughs> fuck! Did I turn it off? Quit touching. I, turn, I turned it off because he told me turn it off when you were. Oh no! Well, I, I muted you over here. What? Well, I mute you. God, we're gonna do this all again, David. All right. Damn it! Take two. Take two. Damn it, Jim. Yeah, because I'm... I'm only a doctor. No, nah, because I didn't notice it before because I was looking at it because, like, me and you were talking and we get a little spike and his is just, like, smooth across and I looked over there I was like, God, you Smooth operator. <laughs> just do what you can to sync this. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just keep, keep trying. I mean, I just keep got it recording anyway. We ain't got oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, we'll be all right, but... Um, no, yeah. just... Uh, I mean, you know, we're, the the mass man thing has been pretty been pretty good to us because we've been able to do that in a lot of places because you can put anybody under a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the right person has to be under it when you reveal him. It, it was funny because um, we brought the kids to that, um, not this last show, but the one before that. And it was like, who's the mass man? And it's like, are you the mass man? I was like, no, look, look at his hands. That look don't even. His hands. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, how is it going to be me? <laughs> I said, there wasn't no tape or no gloves or nothing else. That's his skin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we reveal it, that's going to be that's gonna be the start of another. That's, that's what you get. That's how you get people to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. That and 
make it a clean show where you know you're not out there saying motherfucker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like I do, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Now I can, I'll admit to a screw up in a show years ago. Luckily, it never got, it didn't get picked up by our audio, and the kid's mother didn't hear it. Hear what my remark was. And I was playing the hill. We were down in Salem. I was supposed to be working Mercer. Mm-hmm. I come out. I'm going around the ring. You know, I play, playing the hill part. I'm up in the ring, and some kid goes, "You suck." First response out of my mouth was, "But your mom swallows." Oh my god! <laughs> and I, as I said, I'm just like, "Oh shit!" I didn't just say that. I went real quick to to the other side of the ring. Oh lord! I just like, I got the tape and just like, oh the. I had him give me, give me the tape of the show real quick. And I said, oh, thank God I didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, now, um, you're talking about them kids and everything. This, the last show that I brought these guys out to, they were so into the match and everything. They were supposed to be doing security or whatever. I was like, hey, these guys, they're going to go outside the ring. They're going to get all kind of crazy and everything. So what I need you to do is, you know, keep the kids and everybody back from the guardrail yeah. so they don't get hit or anything. Yeah. Five minutes into it when they start, get ready to start going outside all the kids rush the guardrail like I thought they were going to do and all the guys that I brought to do security they were sitting there just looking at the the wrestlers just fight and <laughs> yeah. slung no. him over the guardrail and one of the kids just oh, barely man. missed like the dude yeah. got slung over the guardrail his feet went up in the air and they came down and the little no. kid just moved out the way and it was like Poof. I, and I was like oh, oh Lord, so why were we you over there on that. <laughs> and RTP and I went out of the ring dog caught the security I got their attention. I said, you know, I, I signaled for them to move, you know, keep people back because I was, Rick was going to go over that guardrail. Yeah. And I've learned I've had to, with him being as short as he is, you got to kind of give him the next Give him a lift. <laughs> up yeah, over so I don't crack his ribs yeah, again. We're going to have to stop going over that guardrail. Carl about had a fit the last time. Yeah. He actually come up and grabbed me. Which is a no-no. I come close to turn around and not, knock me. Said, oh, I did now. I'm not kidding you. I've, nobody come. To you. That's the like the barrier right there. It's like yeah. a wall. And somebody <laughs> comes up and grabs you. You just right. you don't think. You just do it. I just, oh, God. It's Carl. I mean, I love him and stuff, but, you know, that was not. He shouldn't have done that. No, but, uh, he had his. He had his son there. He had his son there. He had a buddy of his there. Bobby was there. Yeah, he wanted to show his. Dominance and that's, yeah. that's, that's fine. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said shit about it. Guess what? I mean, I've been going to some of these meetings and stuff, and I'm going to get this deregulated. So it's and it's it's not long coming. It ain't long coming because uh, well, there used to be so many more any promotions here in Missouri. There did, that's, they, they, but you, and they that's, can't afford it because permits 150 per, bucks for a show and per stuff show. Like yeah. And before, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. The cost for the wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. If and you don't have a free clinic near, you know, a, a cheap clinic near you, those blood tests ain't cheap. Yeah. No. And, see, and, that's, and that's the thing about um, being, six months? being here in this area or whatever. This is probably the most live wrestling that I got ever in my life. Because um, I was down in, I'm from Louisiana. Down yeah. in that area, they didn't really have none of that and then WWE or whoever was a traveling show they barely if rarely came down there when I was living there and now I look here is 2016 god they down there every couple months but when yeah. I was living there they barely came they came down like maybe once or twice 
maybe every two or three years. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. Well, but here, I'm just wrestling all over the place. There's wrestling here. There's wrestling wherever y'all go. There's wrestling over there in uh, the Lake of the Ozark. Our yeah. first uh, show we did on Fort Wood, we did over at the... Uh, at the Davidson Fitness Davis Center. Davidson Fitness Center. Is he in... The, we had, what, 400 plus in there? Yeah, there was four or 500 people in there. And like we, we were talking about independent wrestling earlier, that was the first ever independent show that I ever saw was being in Fort Wood. And that was back in like 2000. And I forgot who it all was. I know Public Enemy was there. Yeah. And um, somebody else. I forgot who it was, but that was my first was live like, independent wrestling show. High. Probably. Because the, the they damn had a, uh, they tried to break a table. They tried to break a no shit like folding table. It wasn't like one of the uh-huh. the, yeah. the thin ones that you could actually. It was like a hard one, and it took. It was to the point to where one of the staff members had to come and jump on it and show them that it was a solid table for them not to use it. It's like God. I was like, okay. Now we had that one table. Uh, wouldn't break that one night. Oh yeah, they used to. Big Ken put Little Ken yep. trying to put him through that table three or four times and that damn thing would not Put him on break. it, jumped over the top ropes, flashed him, would not break. It was because it was a sheet of plywood and not this, OSB. This yeah. is his son. Yeah, this is this, his kid. His son that he did this to. These guys were crazy, man. <laughs> uh, big Chris brought those uh, cookie sheets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They weren't cookie those things. You, go, you go through the child hall, the great big baking yeah, pans, yeah, big hanging. That's what he brought. And he was, I saw him coming at me with one of those during that Salem show. I ducked and rolled out of the ring as fast as I fucking could because I didn't see him whack somebody with them. I know. <laughs> that's the thing, you know, those things were harder harder to take, but the trash cans, they were nothing and they, they got a bigger pop. Yeah. So, More know. sound, the caved in. Yep. If you're taking a trash can shot, you wanted to take the first or second shot with it. Because then you had gill. After yeah. that, yeah, after just, that second shot, once that second was flat, it had a little more yeah. bite. It's just it. like that coast to coast. I, you know, I didn't feel that. Because the, the trash can took it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know. But it's. Fun. I imagine that would get harder and harder as the ring is bigger, right? <laughs> What? With the coast to coast. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, because I mean that one, that that ring right there, that's that's decent. I mean, you put four foot on that ring, or four, yeah, yeah four our ring was four foot wider. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, but it was so nice to take a bump in. Yeah, compared to, yeah. I don't think that, blue would be doing the coast to coast like that. No. <laughs> no, I don't think you would either. Yeah. But that, oh shit, that last Salem show we did, I blew that. I blew that uh, midget. No. I blew the head of that plain Paris muscle in my knee because that's oh. I went to it was, it was that four way elimination match with me, Big Dog, Dave, and, the and who uh, I can't remember. Oh, Murdoch, wasn't it? No, Murdoch wasn't there because we were going to bring back the uh, MOCW title. Oh, I remember that. I remember and that. Remember, you and I went out, you and I went out to start it. Bob couldn't do it because he'd had his car wreck. Yeah, Bob was really screwed up. So at the his time. head was. And he wasn't nowhere to be able to work. No. But um, we went out. First, we'd been running. We were running hill. Everything we said to these people, they cheered. Oh, <laughs> we tell them, get down on your knees and praise your your Lord of the Ring, your, your God of the wrestling ring, me. 
Yay! Oh, I know what I said. Oh, we were just like, Ty hold his clipboard up, and I take my hat and I go, oh. Clap, people. Give, give the ovation to your next MOCW champion, and then, oh my God, they just go crazy. Yay! Yeah. I was like, you idiots. But uh, you people it ended up with me and Big Dog in the end, and I did that little, I was going to do that old Jerry Lawler fist yeah. off the second rope. Well, his ass was too far out in the ring, so I had to jump. When I landed, I felt something. I hit, you know, you land on your knees. Yeah, yeah. Felt something pop in the back of that knee. And I tried to stand up, but it didn't move my whole. That's crazy. Yeah, we've seen a lot over the years. God, had the school up there about, uh, that was 10 years ago, had that school up there in, in Raw. And, um, <laughs> Bob, that was right about the time, you remember when the Jake Roberts DVD came out? Yeah. Right about that time, Bob called over Sam Goody was over in the forum, and he called over to Sam Goody to see how much it was. And he's, you know, he's sitting there on the phone. And he said, he looked at me. He said, "I love, I love Jake the Snake." <laughs> you know, I said, "Yeah, I know you do, buddy. I like him too." He said, "Oh, okay." I heard him talk to the lady. He said, Thank you. And he hung up the phone. Fuck that, and fuck Jake Roberts. <laughs> just like that. I said, "What the hell? You just love Jake the Snake? I ain't paying no thirty-five dollars for this damn thing or something." Else. <laughs> Went down to Walmart got it for twenty bucks, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Just fuck that and fuck. Yeah, St. Goody's is where uh ain't where Goodwill is now. Or is yeah. it that shoe shoe connect that shoe uh, store? Maybe that shoe store. They were right in there somewhere. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, a lot of them shits is dying out now because I mean everything digital, no? Yeah, Amazon, man, they're getting place. Yeah. That's right. We know. Amazon. We, yeah. <laughs> Amazon gave us. Amazon that, that, gives you this wonderful broadcast. Yeah, uh, my unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor. That's going to be paying you money tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> unofficial official motherfuckers. <laughs> you gonna charge me for shipping to get it here on Saturday so I can record my shit, but you don't bring it here on Saturday. Then you charge me extra. I want my money back. Thank you, Amazon, Amazon. the wonderful sponsor you are. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we've been through some shit. Though. Oh God, I don't know how we survived it all. Worst place to ever get the ring in was uh, Area One Fifty One. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Oh, because we had to bring it in through the front door, and we had those twenty foot long side rails. Try to squeeze through that. Yeah, take down the freaking steps, and then turn a wrap around. And God, I didn't think we was ever gonna get that damn thing in there. Because took the ring in some rope. Because the, they had a lift on the back of. Coming in the back of the building, but it wasn't working at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was all jacked up. Freaking Salem City Hall wasn't no fun either. No, there was some steps and then back down them other steps. And yep. They won't let us go in there now. Fuckers, they're afraid of their floor. I told Bob because Bob called him. I said, "Well, tell them that we've been in high schools with floors way more expensive than that one." Yes, we never tore your floor up when we were in there before, fuckers. Yeah, they were worried about that because I was wanting to run down there. Well, we'll get the armory down there. Yeah, that's where we did our last show at, was armory. We did, we drew fine there. Now that Dave ain't going to run, thank God. I remember the, we, our Lebanon show we did at the Air Force, the Air Guard Army out there. Yeah, that, that was a good one. What was, what, my favorite part for that, Matt, that show, though, was uh, Bob and Gunny were coming out to the ring. And some kid, we didn't have guardrails. We oh, just had, yeah. we just threw the rope around. Yeah. Some kid, some Fifteen-year-old punk got in gun, got came over the ropes, got in Gunny's face. Gunny go, boom, hand checked that kid. Of all the about guys, three rows back into the seats. Of all the guys on the card, that's the wrong dude to be getting in the face of. I mean, 
for recalls recall. and stuff. And <laughs> you don't jack with this. I mean, great guy, but you just didn't jack with him. Yeah, don't go, those guys are pretty crazy. Yeah, they are crazy. <laughs> and talking about freaking breaking their own arm and battle and stabbing people and shit. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? Because we retarded. If you're going to die, <laughs> that's what you do. It's like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I just have, have fun with that, not me. Yeah, I, I, I Speaking as a Marine, I said, we, we all borderline crazy. I heard, I heard that recon stuff was like boot camp every day. Is yeah, that, I can believe it. Was like? I can believe it. I mean, I, I don't know from experience or anything, but that, they got the um the school out there. You see them out there running on the beach with their little shorts, like Baywatch and shit, in slow motion. <laughs> Baywatch. They got their little rubber rafts and everything, and they oh. out there in the water doing all kind of training every day. And I'm just like, keep on, player. Do what I see a lot when I go home is um, Baywatch. No, no, not Baywatch. But on the way home, I see by the train tracks the MPs out there in their full riot gear practicing. <laughs> oh, speaking of riot gear, all right. This um this last deployment that I went on was in Afghanistan. I was part of um the retrograde group. So what we did was um as the war started uh tapering off and everybody was coming home, yeah. our job was to go out there and start uh, cleaning up the gear and retrograde it back to the States and everything. Whatever yeah. we can keep, you know, we clean it off and uh, ship it home. One of the containers we found out there, it was, uh, I guess it belonged to the MP section or whoever, full ride gear. I mean, the leg oh pads, the daggone, the little the, the dog training shoot, yeah. suit. And then um, they had that, they had all the little um, baton, rubber batons and everything they would practice with. And then we found an EOD suit like with the big helmet, like what do they do bomb disposal with? We found yeah. that, and shit, <laughs> I retarded ass. Like I said, all Marines are borderline crazy. We would take this, and it's Afghanistan in the summer. It's hot. Yeah, full ride gear, just running around on base, just running, just running around, just oh doing God. all kinds of jackassery and shit. We over there on the pull up bars doing pull ups with the ride gear on and the bomb suit. <laughs> Just running around and shit. Good lord. Well, I thought you were going to say we were shooting each other. Oh, no, 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 no. We, like we, don't, we don't waste no ammo. <laughs> no, we don't waste no ammo. <laughs> when I was over there, I said, uh, back in 91 during Desert Storm, we found a way to get alcohol. This one guy got completely shit faced out on the road one night. And he was just staggering around. We were worried he was going to wander off into the desert. And after we, the rest of us went to bed, so we drugged him up on top of the, on the back of the truck, put him up on top of the load, stuffed him in his sleeping bag, and ratchet strapped his ass to the top of the load. <laughs> but we were hey, we were nice. We did turn him on his side. So if yeah, he so threw if he up, threw up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How crazy! And he was up there. <laughs> Let me down, please, guys. Come on. And then eventually you heard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking speaking of ratchet straps, another one. I was with um a tank of a tank battalion or whatever. I had to go out and support the um, the tankers every time they um, went out to the field and qualified. Um, they did it twice a year, so I would either have to go out there to provide uh, ambulance support, or fuel, or you know just general supplies and everything. So I'm out there. I'm it was after hours. It was um I was in the tent, just walking around the bivouac area and everything. And one of the guys come up to me and say, "Hey, you want to see something cool?" I was like. Fuck it, why not? Go in the tent. Tent completely black. And um, what I could see on the floors were the, the chem lights. You know, the little sticks, yeah. you shake them up, yeah. and they glow in the dark and everything. So they had chem lights all over the deck and everything. And I'm looking at the back of the tent. Like I said, it's completely dark. And all you can see is like the beams that support the tents in the middle. And I'm looking at the back of the tent. They, 
split open the chem light and they threw the juice all over the oh, wall. So it, like, it was like little neon spray. It looked like predator blood and shit, right? Oh. And I, as I get closer to the back of the tent, it's this big black mass on one of the poles or whatever. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> then it start moving. I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing in here? <laughs> they took a Marine in his sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> they taped him to the sleep the, the 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 cot in the sleeping bag. Then oh. they took the cot, stood it upright, and they taped it to the daggone tent pole. Oh and then they're just sitting there, they're splashing goddamn Kim like juice all over him and everything. <laughs> and he was just in the sleeping bag, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The f- Come on, man. He trying to sleep. <laughs> Come on. Give the man a break. It is just. Um, it's, <laughs> Like I said, we, we Marines are borderline crazy. And, it, and then you get out there in that field environment, you know, you're out there, no showers and all kind of stuff. And these motherfuckers passing around a pocket pussy. And I'm like, what? He's <laughs> like, man, we clean it out after we use I was like, come on, dog. With what? <laughs> with what? <laughs> I said, we can't take a shower, so what the fuck are you cleaning it out with? Goddamn moist wraps out the MRE or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I heard they can't take showers or shave or none of that. It's just kind of I mean, yeah, I mean, wild. I mean, we got, like, water tanks and everything out there, so you take, like, a little, you know, get you a bladder or something, you know, string it up, and, you know, you have some kind of water flow, or you take a horror bath, take some baby wipes out there Mm -hmm. and everything. Because, I mean, we'll find a way to shave and do whatever we need to do, but still, pocket pussy, come on now. That was... Desert's hard on razors, too, isn't it? Yes, Mm because daggone, you freaking... You take a swipe on the face... You, you wring it out in your daggone canteen cup with your water and everything, then you pull it out, the wind blow, you got daggone sandpaper <laughs> on your goddamn razor blade now. Yep. So I'm like, all right. Uh, when I was over there, our, we were a bastard unit. They pulled just people from everywhere. Didn't matter what MOS you start, your primary MOS was, you became an 88 Mike from truck tr- mm-hmm. motor transport. And our first sergeant was from a show pony unit from uh, Germany. Even when we were on the road, out running on a run, on a run, we would have to have our boots spit shined, our uniforms prepped. You know, we're like, dude, we're in the middle of the fucking desert. You're lucky to get a good brush shine on your boots to stay for any amount of time. Yeah. The sand is going to eat your fucking finish off your boots. Yeah, and. You know, and he had this whole big list, packed list that we were supposed to pack and take with us every time we went out on a run. You're, a run might take you a day and a half, two days tops. He's got you packing like you're going to be out there for two weeks. He got, I mean, literally, you'd have to take a large ruck mm-hmm. and a duffel to get everything that this guy wanted you to take. He got pared down real quick to a medium ruck and... Yeah, I mean, cause you're, you're, they, they got some people over there. I mean, it, it gets crazy like that because um, with the shaving and everything. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you are because I know some places they have all these amenities to where it's not like you even left the States. I mean, right, they yeah. got freaking Burger King and all kind of crap right, out yeah. there. But other places to where you get a supply drop like every week or maybe even every other week if you're lucky. 
dudes walking around there like, why you didn't shave? I was like, because I ain't got no motherfucking razors. That's why I ain't shaved. You want me to get a rock and a, <laughs> or some shit like that? I can use my K-bar, probably cut off half of my face or get tetanus off of that rusty motherfucker, but goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, work with me, dog. You, you, going, you barely shaved. Come on, what's up? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it was nothing like, what I went through was nothing like what you guys had to do, but still, I don't, when you're out on the road on the road like that, the last thing you're worrying about is whether or not your damn boots are spit shined. Hell nah. <laughs> and that, and you could tell, riding the damn, riding the damn truck with that Kevlar on all day. Fuck you. Fuck That's probably you. why I ain't got no goddamn hair. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, your head, your the, head and neck hurts so damn bad. And then it get to the point to where your um, temples and everything start throbbing and all kind of shit. You see, our, our NCOs told us, put your Kevlar on when you go on the post or when you pull into your, because we were hauling ammunition, so we'd pull into ammo dumps, dump our load, and take off, go back to the rear. They said, put your helmet on when you're coming up on those, put your helmet on when you're going on onto the, into the, pulling into the port. Other than that, as long as you got some kind of cover on your head, we don't care. Yeah. Because I, you know, we're not here to drive around with headaches all damn day. Yeah, because that shit would suck. Uh, <clears throat> I think the longest I ever drove on a deployment was seventy-two hours. We, we drove for like for three days straight, and that was like that was just the initial invasion after um, 9-11, uh-huh. at the um, Bush Summers Inn. and I think it was uh, it was March twenty-third, two thousand three. That's probably one of the only dates I can remember from. Because <laughs> I don't remember shit. But the only reason I remember that because it was a couple of days before my birthday. My birthday on the 29th. And we went, he gave us the go-ahead on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And we fucking seeing missiles going over, fucking oil refineries fucking blowed the fuck up. And I retarded ass because, like I said, Marines are borderline retarded or crazy or however you want to say it. We driving through these uh, oil refineries or whatever that have been blowed up. So, I mean, you got these big tankers full of... Um, you know, the oil and everything, and, you know, they still got a pipeline filling into these tanks and they're getting um, distributed to all these different places. So if you blow up the tanker, it's still getting the flow yeah. through there. So this shit is on fire. <laughs> it's burning. It's like a fucking goddamn butane uh, burner or whatever, and it's up in the air. And these motherfuckers had the bright idea to just stop the convoy, buy this hot shit with a fuel truck and an ammo truck. And I'm like, dog, <laughs> this shit is hot. This shit is flammable. This it, it don't go together. We need to move. And Marines being Marines, hat, that's my hashtag, M- MBM, Marines being Marines. I'm looking at the truck, a couple of trucks in front of me. Camera flashes. They're taking pictures and shit. I was like, oh come on, God, dog. No. What the hell are you doing? No. Why are you taking pictures? You need to be driving. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's all kind of crazy yeah. shit. Well, one time we did run into... For some reason, Marines had set, the Marines had set a checkpoint up for some reason. And we would come through. We pulled up and, and uh, I had a staff sergeant shot, riding shotgun with me that day. And both of us sitting there to do rags on. <laughs> you know, because they'd give us these great big scarves to wrap around our heads yeah, yeah. for sandstorm shit. And we'd cut it down and made do rags out of it. And uh, pulled up this Marine 
Lance Corporal starts chewing my ass for not having my Kevlar on. Staff Sergeant comes down out of that, down out of the passenger side. Yeah. Um, ripped him a new ass. Where's your, where, where's your UTI? My man will wear whatever the hell I tell him to wear. Yeah, Lance Corporal. <laughs> no, Lance Corporal and the Specky Four. They think they're a well, junior NCO, but you still ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. I say, and guess what? It's in the title. Junior motherfucker. You're junior to me. So you do what the fuck I say. See, I never liked the uh, E4s that threw their weight around like they were a sergeant. Or like they were full NCO. Just like, really, dude? When I got mine, I didn't want to be that way. Yeah. But I had to do that. I had to do it once. Get down to this, uh, this last unit I was with. We went out for uh, our two-week summer camp because I was with a reserve unit on Fort Wood, that pipeline construction unit yeah. on Fort Wood. And uh, the day we got to uh, Eustis in Virginia, this uh, girl, got, I got my E4 pinned on me. This girl got her PFC pinned on. Well, I got, since I had my driver's badge, because I'd logged enough miles over there and doesn't storm to get my turn my driver's badge. Yeah. Uh, they tasked me with working with this ROTC kid on driving a truck with a trailer on it. A 510 with a utility trailer. Yeah. You know how hard it is to back up a big, back up a little trailer with a big vehicle? Yes. Because at least a little twitch, that trailer's gone. I know. I you, and, uh, while you bullshitting, I had to dag on. I was doing that shit with a student the other day. And I'm like, hey, you know how to back a trailer? And it's like, I, I did a jet ski. I said, it's the same thing. You know, left to go right, right to go left. So he's like, all right, I got it. As soon as I get in there, I was like, I'm backing him up. Almost jackknife within the first three seconds. I was like, come on, dog. You just say you knew how to do this bullshit. So my student drivers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Driving and te- teaching them back up with a little trailer on a long vehicle. Yeah. Oh God, that'd be that'd be. Yeah, drive, teach them drive a a five ten utility truck. And see, utility with a twelve foot utility trailer on it, or ten you know about ten foot long. Well, the pipes on it were ten foot long. The trailer wasn't that long. And that's kind of like a a bonus thing from here for because I mean, we touch on it a little bit, but you know we don't really do it often. You know, with the trailer back in here. I mean, here with us it's just damn get them in the truck. You know, get them used to all the knobs and dials and the main components of the engine and everything. Yeah. Make sure they're driving a straight motherfucking line. They can do that. Get the hell on, you know. But, like, as far as trailer backing and all the stuff that you should know, whatever. I mean, we don't really teach them that here because this is just, like, a basic school. This is pretty much a, a waypoint before they hit their first duty station and everything. Because once you get to the um, fleet or your first duty station or whatever, that's when all the real learning starts. When they teach about convoy orders, uh, you know, if you uh, transportation, you know, hooking up those different trailers and backing trailers and all kind of stuff. That's where because all the real is, learning at. <clears throat> we just like here's a truck. Because there's so many. Here's the wheels, the gas pedal, the brake. There's so and many you different go vehicles. That way. <laughs> there's so many different vehicles that are out there that mm-hmm. the unit might possibly have. Yeah. You can't train them on every exactly. every vehicle because we got. Uh, we were actually. 
one of the first groups on Fort Wood traded the Hemet. Mm-hmm. Which that was fun. Yeah, that was nice. I, I drove in one of those because we had um because they can haul tanks and shit, right? So we was out, I was out there with tanks, and now one of the tankers broke down, and we sitting on the side of the road just like <sighs> we see a convoy of Hemets roll by. I'm like, hey. Hey! And they gave us a ride. So we rolled the tank up on the back, and I'm sitting in the little cab like, this is nice. Why we ain't got no shit like this? <laughs> it's a goddamn army. All this extra money and shit. So you were told that's <laughs> what we were going to drive when we got over there to Desert Storm. We are going to be driving Hemets. Oh, no. We get uh, over there. They've got these... They've The government signed some contract with some local trucking company over there. Yeah, they do that a lot. To provide vehicles for us, trucks and trailers. These, most of those vehicles we had would not have been allowed on the fucking roads here stateside. If you could get, if you get it to start and stop and get the headlights to come on, you drove it. Didn't matter what else was fucked up on it. I mean, half half of them, you didn't even have to hit the damn clutch to shift them. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's some that's some of the woes we deal with here at the schoolhouse because it's so freaking high pace. We get a, a influx of students here or whatever, and we, all right. Typically, you know, in a perfect world, we will have, let's say, nine anywhere between nine to fifteen instructors per team, and on that team, like, we will have between those instructors. We would probably have maybe forty something students. You know, and that's manageable because you got more instruct you got um a good group of instructors for that forty students and you can break them up into squads and you know, this group can be learning this and this and this and this and this. But now with uh, you know, people getting hurt, retiring, getting out, you know, our numbers are low. So we got maybe nine well, seven people on the team instructor wise. And then those guys get sent out to go do something else because they sure handed over there too and we got to help them. So in actuality, we have five instructors for 70 students. Oh, God. So, I mean. Exactly, you two. And then you got to split those 70 students into two groups. One will be learning, you know, basic operations, you know, the all the ins and outs of the truck while the other half is going out on the road, actually driving on the road and not getting the basic ins and outs. So the first group that we get, they actually go on the road, don't know shit about how to even turn on the truck before they, and they're already out on the road driving it, while the other group is just sitting there learning everything about the truck and never drove it yet. See, and then they flip-flop, <clears throat> you know, after the fact, you know? <laughs> See, when I got over there, we had, we started a, battalion, a transportation battalion of 60 active duty people, split between multiple, broke us down into multiple companies. Well, then they, all of a sudden, they come along. We uh, get in the rest of get in the rest of our people. Well, they're National Guard, IRR, coming in. They had spent a week in Germany learning to drive Hemets. They get down there. Here, are these tractor trailers. They had no fucking clue what was going on. We had to go around. I remember that first convoy. There were. I was a E2 and there was a PFC there. We ran the convoy. Yeah. Because that's how it no usually one else is. knew what the hell was going None of these guys. And it wasn't their fault. And I mean, we're just going around showing them, oh, well, this truck ain't got a key. 
Get your MRE. <laughs> get your spoon. Because we learned you could, it has that little, that thick ridge on the plastic yeah. spoon. You trim it out and you put that in there. Pop that, pop the ignition, turn, start the truck. We're showing them how to do all this. It's magic. And then some dumbass wasn't paying attention and drove over my fucking gear. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sure Ross seen this happen many times. Oh, yeah. Is that push ups usually? Crushed no, my. Use a swift kick in the ass. Kick in the ass. <laughs> crushed my gas mask. Oh, God. So they're like, oh, you can't go out. You can't go nowhere. I'm like, damn. Oh, I'm so, I said, shit, I should have been throwing my gear under the truck sooner. <laughs> and, then, and then they finally ended up getting me a, another mask, but it's an Israeli mask. Okay. Just got the can on the end. I said, like, you looking like an ant eater and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, well, fellas, Garrett's going to have to go. He's out. Aye, sir. Yeah. Appreciate the help. Hey, and the know-hows and everything. You betcha. Um, no, email. I will be there for the six. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to put it on the little share thing. Okay, yeah. Perfect. I'll make, make sure the mother bunker gets Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it out. I'm going to take it out. Be careful if we get this show. Yeah. Come hell or high water, I'll, I'll be there for the six. It was the environment. It was relaxed here, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't know my guard. I'll get, I'll get the doc sign off while we be there on the 16th. Okay, buddy. All right, I'll see you guys later. Goddamn Amazon, my stuff still ain't here yet. <laughs> well, they got 15 minutes. It said by 8 p.m. Hopefully that's not 8 Eastern or they've missed it by 45 minutes. Yep. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm um, I'm going to be freaking tomorrow morning as soon as I get up. Go to the doorstep, make sure they ain't just drop it out there and leave like they normally do. And I'm going to be like, all right, I paid this much for shipping. I want my money back. I don't want no goddamn... Digital coupons for no ebooks and none of that <laughs> other crap. I want my cash back in my account. <laughs> you, you know, it's an amazing thing, you know, because the UPS men get to do what we always did when we were kids. They just knock and run, man. I knock and run. Okay, unless, well, yeah, you do that. But. Unless it's uh, leaving next to me the signature, that's read the front of the packages. Say, carry or leave is no response. So you run up, drop the package, and go. Unless, unless you know it's. An older person, you know, it's gonna take some time. And, and, and they, and the thing with it is, they don't just leave. I think they freaking run away. They run. Yeah, because by the time, because I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting like five feet away from the door. Yeah. And I walk over to the door, and they yeah. already in the truck riding out the driveway. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's why. Well, rural routes. That's why you gotta do it, or else you're not gonna get it done on your evaluated time. Yeah. Because yeah. for a package like that, uh, I think we're allowed. Either 15 to 20 seconds to get out, take it, and back. The more you know with Mailman Buchanan. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So you got to call ass. So is there anybody that goes around breaking kneecaps in the postal service, or uh, is that just a rumor? I, mm. I can't say. You know what the M and uh, mail stand for, right? Mafia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the other shit stand for, though, because I, I just kind of made that up. Mafia <laughs> always is legit. Or isn't? Is legit. Okay. M-A-I-L. Mafia always is legit. Well, uh, then they wouldn't be the mafia if they were legit. Yeah, so not. isn't. Let's, no, let's I mean, change that to isn't. Isn't legit. There you go. Mail. Illuminati. Uh, we, we uncovered the secret. <laughs> God, are we going to live Are we gonna live to tell this? Shit. I, I won't. Shit. <laughs> 
Delete. Delete. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Cut that. But shit, I mean, as far as y'all two go, it seems to be reading steady. But whenever I, you can see it right here. Whenever I'm on it right now, I'm kind of jumping up a little bit. That's okay. You're not you're not yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, but it's not it's not burying itself yeah, up there it's in the not, top, so, yeah, so you're in pretty on. good shape. Yeah. Like the only it. thing you may have to do is you may have to raise the gain on this a little bit. I did. I raised okay. it a little yeah. here and I raised um record yeah. up here. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, I'm one decibel. Bye. One decibel. I like it. Up, up, and away, Superman. Goddamn! Something always happened with goddamn Rhonda. How, how random do the ramblings get? See, and that's just like how I was telling him. Usually, is um, I only did one episode by myself so far, and that was the first one. The rest of them, I have like my coworkers and shit on there, and yeah. military talk. You know, I said this to the students. I was like, comparing the military to the civilian workforce is totally different. I mean, it's pretty much the yeah. same. I mean, we got uniforms. Burger King got uniforms. Right. I mean, we got a, a supervisor, which is either your staff NCO or your NCO in some cases. I mean, so, I mean, those are the parallels between that. But the shit that we talk about is military members. If I was to do that in the civilian sector, I would be fired. Like, right on the spot. I mean, I'd probably <laughs> get brought up on sexual harassment charges. All kind of other crazy madness. Well, you need to come to work for the school district then when you retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, and I got a, a 15-year-old. We just had a conversation about, you know, conduct in school and everything. And so I kind of, because the shit that we talked about was just well, I'm, blew my top off. Well, that's the issue, though, down there. School's down there. Mm. And give any, any, any day of the week, of course, you ain't have to cut this out of this crap. Well, I, we just don't say the school. <laughs> Any day of the week, you can walk through that high school mm-hmm. and catch somebody screwing somewhere. Yeah. Any day of the week, under the bleachers, yeah. in the bathrooms, everywhere. Because I know, because yeah. I've been told. That's 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 that 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 uh, a. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's um part that's of um the conversation that we had today, because um. She said, one of her friends and their boyfriend was off somewhere fooling around or whatever mm-hmm. and whatever. And somebody said the same thing about her and she wouldn't even know where around it. She just knew yeah. about it. And we was telling about guilt by association. Exactly. Since you know those people and you hang out with those people and they do those type of things, they automatically assume that you're that type of person too. That's exactly Regardless right. if you did it or not. That's exactly right. <clears throat> and that's, <clears throat> that's the sad thing. And they're, they're, they're selling blowjobs over there. Yeah. I've heard this. I know all those stories. See, and, and <clears throat> I'm not shocked because, I mean, the same thing happened when I was in school. Oh yeah, because motherfuckers be in the locker room and then you just see a crowd rushing there. So it can either be one or two things: motherfuckers in there fighting and everybody trying to see, or they fucking and everybody in there trying to see. That too. That too. I know a guy that walked into the bathroom one time, caught two girls in there. One cup. Yeah, and they they wanted him to join. Yeah. See, like, e, no. See, that's how, that's how they, it was a trap. It was like, oh shit, we caught. Uh, you can get in, but see now yeah. you can't say nothing. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. exactly. See, they tried to trap him. Exactly. Goddamn women's. I tell you what, evil except for my wife. 
went to high school. She was a couple grades below me. Oh, she was below you, all right. A couple grades. Is that a euphemism? Is that some innuendo? A couple of feet. Oh, no, I didn't touch this girl. I didn't want anything this girl had. But ten guys on the football team ran a train on her. Yes. And they all, she burned all of them. See, that was probably a trap, too. Probably was. See? Because women's is evil, except for my wife. And vindictive. See how to throw that disclaimer in there. Yeah, the disclaimer. Is <laughs> the disclaimer. She knows, you know, you better put a disclaimer like that in with your wife. Oh, yeah. She First time we met her, my wife told her about her ex, about what her ex-husband did. And her response was, uh, what's his name and address? Yeah. Well, oh, God. <laughs> my wife don't fuck around. She used to be a cop. Oh, well, see, that helps. And she down, she don't play that domestic abuse shit from all the stuff that she's seen and, you know, oh, some yeah. family Obviously stuff or whatever. So she just, in any instance, she don't give a damn who it is. She don't care if she knows you for five minutes or five years. She down to throw blows behind some stuff like that. And why is it down there that the MPs don't care that much? You notice that? What, in, over where we work at? Yeah. Oh. There's kind of a bunch of freaking kids, really, a lot of them are. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, that's they hub. That's what they do all the, um, they, they train the yeah. tra- uh, MPs there. But so. I asked, I asked one, I actually had a cool one. When I was stationed there, the MPs were kids. I actually had one come to the school today. They had something going on, and I asked him, I said, What are you carrying there? Because I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to buy some guns. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I said, Oh, bread or nine? I said, You like it? No. What's well, it? I'm 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 kind of partial to the Beretta because that was the first pistol I ever really shot. I mean, I shoot I shot um, shotguns and goddamn assault rifles and stuff like that. But the Beretta that was my first pistol well, I ever yeah. shot. So I'm kind of partial to that. Well, and plus you know you, sentimental you, you, value. You like Martin Riggs? Would that be lethal weapon? Oh, that's what oh. that's what put that Beretta on. And you, I guarantee See? you that Beretta sold like you wouldn't I, I'm believe. Too, I'm too old for this shit. Oh come on. <laughs> But uh, no, he said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get Glock 40s." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, let me tell you something funny about the MPs. Like I said, that, that's the hub where they do their training. They train their students and everything, right? Yeah. Um. They they do uh, scenarios on base or whatever. They got like a little um, a dummy car or whatever that's supposed to be the perp, mm-hmm. and they'll like pull into the bowling alley and they'll simulate, you know them pulling up over a purple or whatever, you know, they tell them they got the car and they draw their little rubber pistols and all kind of <laughs> shit like that, right? <laughs> little bright orange junk. Oh my god. They either bright orange or got now neon yellow or some shit, they little pistols. So a guy I work with, he has the exact same truck as they dummy truck. Oh my god. So he went to the bowling alley where they usually pull over and do some of their drills. Yeah. And they thought he was the perp. So they was like, Sir, we need you to Drop your bags and get out of the car because he had his bowling bag oh and everything. He's about to go bowling. <laughs> he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He's like, "Sir," and they just kept going, "Sir, sir," because they seen the car and they thought it was they, they oh guy. My God, that's and he was like, "He's like, you guys are fucking dumb, all of you." <laughs> and then now the uh, drill sergeant come over there and it's like, "Sir," and he was going into it too. He's like, "You are fucking idiots, all of you." Oh, and then damn, he just kept walking. He had his bowling ball bag. He's like, "Sir, put the bag down." He's like, "Fuck you guys," and he just walked <laughs> right into the bowling alley. <laughs> Well, I take it he didn't get shot with a rubber gun. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the hell, man? That's, that's kind of going overboard. Yeah. And, and that's what I don't understand either. All right. They had a drill sergeant there, which is the the, the student yeah, the student you. instructor. They sh- he should have known that wasn't yeah, the that guy. Yeah, that ain't the guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, who the fuck are you? 
Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you get your goddamn rubber pistol out of my face. <laughs> God. Oh, they, but they trained them somewhat decent down there because um, when we take the students to the child hall in the morning, they had to wear their little pistol belts and everything. Yeah. And every now and then I walk up behind one of them and I try to grab the pistol and they fucking swap my hand back and be like, <laughs> <laughs> reach for it and shit so I mean yeah, they, they get some training value out of it they're like get back get back <laughs> this is a true story um, when Fort Leonard would I don't know how long you've been down here but yeah. Fort Leonard would used to, you didn't you used to not have gates you used to just be able to drive right through yeah. so when we were going to the lake I used to play a lot of music up at the lake and we were coming back and I don't drink I never did mom and dad they had a couple of beers they, they wasn't anywhere near drunk of any I've never seen them anywhere near drunk so but anyway we were coming back through the fort and we got around that area because we go out to the east gate so we got almost to the train tracks MP pulled us over and uh, so they pulled us over for excessive braking what (laughs) yeah I said excessive braking I said what are you talking about well you're excessively braking how do you excessively brake what's it Anyway, I had to go out, and two more of them pulled up, so I had to go back to the back of the car with them and breathe in all their faces. I was like, I'm going to have to excessively break my foot off <coughs> in your ass so you don't get in my face. Well, I that was... pulled over one time coming in the back gate with Zogie, and uh, one dark thing, you know, sun was just setting. <clears throat> I had my lights, popped my lights over, and I pulled on the post. Didn't need them at this time of the day, but you could tell they weren't as bright as they should have been. The alternator was worn out. Yeah. Well, Dick Head pulls me over because one headlight was hit. And, you know, come up there, you've been drinking, no, 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 which I hadn't. I wasn't stupid enough to drink and drive yeah. on the post. Yeah. And I decided to skew her over the day for that. And, uh, yeah, after 5 o'clock, you did. But it was 5 o'clock somewhere. But uh, they made me pull over. They pulled me over. They got the car. They next thing you know, here comes two more cars and a canine. And you know, told me girlfriend at the time got out of the vehicle and took the dog all in and around my car and they just like, what the fuck? Now, I had asked him when he pulled me over, I'll get out of the car, but can you can I at least leave it running? Because if I shut it off, it's not going to start. And I explained the situation. No, you got to shut the thing off. And then I said, well, you going to help me jump start it to get it back to post? Or get it back to the barracks? No. You fucking dick. <laughs> Buddy of mine stationed out there. He had trouble with it because you know, this back in 91, 92, he had his little low rider S10 set up for show. And he had he had uh, two layers of that 5% limo black on the back. So you could, at nighttime, you couldn't see out the back of the glass. Yes. He had 5% and 30, a layer of 5% and 35% on the side. And in the front, he, had, he only had a clear strip about that wide right across the middle of the windshield. Everything else popping. But the records show that was like six inches wide. Yeah, because you <laughs> can't see the hands. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so imagine, imagine, hold your hand open wide, and from your thumb to your pinky, it's probably about, what, six inches? 
That's what they say. Uh, I don't know. It depends on your hand size as well. Yeah. Mine's about. They six. also say if your hand covers your face, you, you're going to die. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing that somebody, one. somebody got me that, with that one one time. Yeah, one time. Yeah, one time. But, uh, Never heard from him again after that. Well, they thought it was a goddamn phantom car or some shit. Well, well, he was driving around, obviously somebody in it. Maybe the rubber pistols would work on that one. The, well, until he parked in the barracks parking lot and got out, and then they drove on. He got tired of that shit one day. He, he let him on. He let him follow him all through uh, Oscar housing and back across the training areas. God. They finally pulled over by the PX. They caught and he pulled in behind and finally flipped his lights on. Guy got out of his truck. Go back. You got a fucking problem following me. And oh said the MP cracked his window about an inch. About an inch said, you need to go back to your vehicle, sir. You need to go sit down back, back, back in your vehicle. Wouldn't open the door and just sat there like a little bit. <laughs> and didn't get out of his car until, until backup showed up. And there was two guys sitting in his car to begin with. They stayed in their car until backup got there. The, the moral of the story is MPs are penises. Except for my wife, because she was an MP. Oh. So, well, disclaimer. There it is. <laughs> but I tell you the other thing. That's is, what the M and the P stand for, major penises. Oh, well, that actually makes sense. Uh, mini penises, they, either are. Mm. They wear that banner probably, too, because it's on all their <laughs> arms and everything else. Uh, you know, the tra- trainees get out of, when the trainees get out and go active, they think they're fucking 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Or somebody strap that arm band on and that side arm on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially that like a little um, E3 or E2 or somebody, they pull over like a E6 or something like that. And be like, sir, and then get all in the goddamn face because I'm the motherfucking law. Goddamn Judge Dredd looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one come up to our barracks one uh, Air Force barracks is right next to ours. And the CT for the, for the Air Force called the MPs on so we were making too much noise. It was, sat- it was a Saturday night. We've been parked. We've been drinking since about noon. And it's a Saturday. Let me party. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, they come up, MPs come up that day. There was one little, little fucker just out of school. I think, think he might have been a three, E3. We're set outside of the stairwell because it's summer. Mm-hmm. And this guy, if we see him coming up. We kind of step back so they can get up through there. Uh, we have this one big motherfucker in the unit named Moose. This guy's like six 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 seven, Dumb as a box of rocks. But he's one of these big old corn-fed boys. I like corn. Yeah. And uh, this little fucker, MP, showed him and said, I said make way and pushed him. Oh, God. Yeah. He was drunk. He double-handed the kid in the chest. Kid hit the guardrail. Over the guardrail. Well, we were on the landing between the second and third floor. Landed. Like he didn't break his neck. But it broke the shoulder, the clap, crushed, I mean, just destroyed all that shoulder. Yeah. And we were all freaking out. Oh, shit, dude, you're going to jail, you shepherd in pain. But the uh, NC, uh, the shift NCOIC was riding along with this kid. And he just kind of walked over, looked over their handrail, and goes, nah, you're good. He's a different story. You got a fly on your head. <laughs> 
There you go. It went away. That that MP ended up. Well, I think out of the hospital got court martialed. Oh God. For assault, destruction <coughs> of government property. Yeah, which was him at which the time. Which was him. <laughs> <laughs> so, but after that, the MPs were becoming the bear. Now our CEO and so we're pretty close. And that was the podcast. You heard a little bit about some wrestling and how MPs are penises, except for my wife. I had to throw those disclaimers out there. Some Amazon shipping woes, which they're going to give me my motherfucking money back. I'm going to go up there to goddamn Seattle, Washington, or wherever the hell they're based out of. I'm going to burn that motherfucker down. Psych. Not really. I'm not going to do that. Um, what I would like to do at this point in time is um, give a shout out to some of the new followers that we that I got I started up a um, Twitter account for the show and um, you can find that by going to the Twitter machine and looking up RRR underscore podcast the three R stands for random ramblings with Rob so there it is you can look that up give it a follow I'll be uh, tweeting things in relation to the show which is Directly connected to the Facebook page, uh, Random Ramblings Robcast. If you want to go ahead and look that up, give it a like. I got some funny videos on there, um, some Marines being Marines type stuff, and just some general bullshit that I normally post on my regular Facebook page. But I kind of use this one to get all that clutter and all that traffic off my personal page, and I just throw it in there on the show page and everything. And you can like the page and you can comment you can put your own videos on there and whatever you want i mean it's for the community if there is a community out there for the show which i know there is i look at the analytics and i appreciate you all so come on in get to know your neighbors and everything and we can take this thing even further we gotta grow the podcast people we gotta grow it Uh, but as i was saying we got a couple of follows and some other podcasts i want to give a shout out to now that I'm older podcast, um, basically what they talk about is, um, you know, life in general, just, um, the differences between how it was when we were younger in comparison to what it is now. Also, we have the pro wrestling voice podcast and you guessed it. They talk about pro wrestling. Um, they haven't posted an official podcast yet. Their debut episode will be February 12th. So make sure you look around and, um, Check it out. Also, we have Marks on Commentary podcast, which they talk about professional wrestling, movies, games, and uh, various other topics. Okay, and we have the Stack podcast. They talk about um, geeky shit, you know, geek culture, you know, and all kind of things like that. And Stack is actually an acronym for Strange Things Afoot at Circle K. Hey, you got to listen to the podcast to get it. So I want to give a shout out to all the followers of the new um, Random Ramblers with Rob uh, Twitter account and um, their fellow podcasters. So I got to show the support. And as always, that's been the show. And I'll see you next time. Bonus content. And then you got mic number three for whoever you have. Check one, two. Ooh, I've got a sexy voice. I hate hearing it, I'll be honest with you. I'll turn up some bass on that. A little bit of mid-range down. Oh, I better turn up some high. See, i got to have a little more high 
I gotta have kind of a mixture of highs and lows in mine. He is a label. <laughs> Don't try this at home. Check one, two. Ooh, I'm used to eating the freaking microphone, that's for sure. Check one, two. Check one, two. Years ago, I entered into this life and... It was quite the miracle because uh, a long, long time ago, 